Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 2.7 of Soul Food, uh, where we're going to look at family and the importance of family relationships and how that affects uh, one's relationship with God, the exalted, and also how that affects a person's noble character and beautiful character. In this episode, we're going to look at the danger of severing family relations. We're going to look at the unique honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that God gave the womb and this this uh, starting point of all family relationships. We're going to look at the importance of being good to parents especially. And we're going to look at these beautiful and comprehensive qualities of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to apologize for the delay uh, in between episodes I was, uh, you know, visiting my brother. I was on vacation for a little while. And then when I came back, ready to record and excited to record, uh, I have a, I, I got a cold, which you can probably hear in my voice right now. And I'm just getting over that cold. So, so I apologize for the delay. And a few people have reached out saying, what's up? What's going on? Where are you guys at? So alhamdulillah, we're back. And uh, my apologies for, uh, for the delay in that. So let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, looking at the danger of severing family relationships and family ties, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فهل عسيتم إن توليتم أن تفسدوا في الأرض وتقطعوا أرحامكم أولئك الذين لعنهم الله فأصمهم وأعمى أبصارهم That God says in the Qur'an, if you turn away now, could it be that you will go on to spread corruption all over the land and break your ties of kinship? These are the ones that God has cursed, making their ears deaf and their eyes blind. And this is really strong language, but it shows us how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much God really uh, values and is teaching us and is warning us about the importance of maintaining family relationships. That those who cut off family relationships, that they incur the curse of God. And, and we all seek refuge from that. I mean, that's a, that's a very weighty thing. And God being the most merciful, the most compassionate, it only emphasizes, you know, how serious this is on the opposite and on the, on the flip side. So we want to be careful from incurring that kind of that kind of punishment and that kind of uh, threat from God. And what's really interesting also about this verse is that there's a relationship between spreading corruption in the world and breaking off family relationships. Because the verse says, you know, that people go on to spread corruption all over the land and break your ties of kinship. So that there's something wrong with their hearts, the hearts of these kinds of people who would uh, break off their relationships and also go out and sow corruption in the earth. And it's almost a sign as if saying that if a person can't love their family, 
then it's a sign that their ability to love is damaged. And if someone's ability to love is damaged, then they will produce ugliness and corruption in the world. And unfortunately, we kind of see that going on uh, in today's world and in people doing uh, uh, ugly and heinous things in the name of, of, you know, that which we hold to be beautiful and holy and, uh, uh, you know, in the name of God. But it's a sign that, that their hearts are corrupted, that they're damaged, that they can't, even, uh, they can't even love the way that they're supposed to love. Bringing it back to family, this is really important because we don't get to choose our family. <laughs> that's one of the things that's kind of ironic and funny about the whole family situation is that we don't get to choose our family. And if we're honest... We all have family members. You're probably thinking of that one family member. We all have family members that kind of drive us crazy. You know, you got that uncle or that cousin or that auntie or maybe even a sibling who's just like, oh, man, not again. You know, they, they might have uh, uh, something that you don't really vibe with or something that doesn't really speak to you. It's very different from you. But it is precisely for that reason why God commands us to maintain these relationships because they're bound to be difficult. There's bound to be bumps in the road, especially with those close to you, right? You go through life, you see their flaws, they see your flaws. But God tells us that we have to maintain these relationships because they're so important and they connect us to our Lord so that we're not turned away from Him. We don't incur God's wrath and we're not those who are spiritually deaf and spiritually blind, that we're not aware of God's signs, that we're not seeing God's signs. Uh, Habib Umar, in, the, in this book that we're going through, The Clarification of Noble Character, he says something profound. He says, even if your family members take all of your money, even if you own the entire world and everything in it, and you have this taken away from you by your family members, true believers would be unable to persist in severing the bonds of kinship that if someone's a true believer in God, that they're really seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they want nearness to the divine, they wouldn't let even something as big as this get in the way. right? They would be unable to persist in severing the bonds of kinship after reciting this verse from the book of Allah, the verse that we mentioned at the beginning, that those who, who sow corruption in the earth and cut off ties of kinship, that they wouldn't want to incur God's wrath upon themselves. In a beautiful hadith, once again highlighting kind of the severity and the importance of maintaining family ties, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he says, people's works, people's good deeds, and they're shown, they're displayed to Allah every Monday and Thursday. And he who does not, uh, he who does not, God does not accept the works of someone who severs the bonds of kinship. That when God is shown all of our deeds, and He's more aware of them, this is when the angels present our deeds to God. And it's something for us as believers to be mindful of, particularly on Mondays and Thursdays, which is one of the reasons why the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, would fast on these days. That we need to be aware of that, that everything is accepted by God except someone who severs the bonds of kinship. A person could pray all night, a person could fast all day, they can uh, assume that they have all of these works that are pious and beloved to God. But if they're not good to their family, then it's not accepted. It's not even 
taken into consideration. And once again, this is just a highlight. It's important. You can't, you can't let go of your family. You can't let go of those that you're related to, even if you're not crazy about them. That's, you know, that, that's life. You might not be crazy about every single family member that you have, but you still need to honor the ties that God has, has put between you of family. And this brings us to the unique honor of the womb, of, you know, the, the wombs of mothers that are, as we said, kind of the central point of all family relationships. And one of the scary trends in today's world is that people don't value family the way that they used to. It's highly individualistic. You have to look out for yourself. You know, don't let anyone get in the way of your success and your goals. And not to say that your goals and your success are not important, but it's kind of like this, you know, it's this ideology that has become extremely prevalent in today's world. And if you're really honest with yourself, if you think about family, when the going gets tough, you know, it, it's all good And when you think about it in an individualistic way. But when stuff gets really hard, when you get scared, when things don't go your way, when you have a big problem in life, the first people that will stand with you, the first people that come to mind are family. If You know, that that's the people who will always be there for you through thick and thin. They might give you... You know, they might remind you of it all the time, right? They might never let you forget the favors that they've done for you. But the reality is, is that they're there, right? That they're, that they're the ones who will be there. And friends usually come and go. And friendships are tested in times of difficulty, but family are the ones who will always be there. There's a beautiful hadith that we need to look at in which the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us about a conversation between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the womb, right? This sort of metaphysical reality of what the womb is. And that the womb uh, clung to the pillars of God's throne. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to it, does it not please you that whoever maintains relations with you, I will maintain relations with him. And whoever cuts you off, I will cut him off. You are the womb. And the womb in Arabic, the word is rahim. Rahim. And it is, uh, uh, it is linguistically related. The letters and the meaning of, of, of that, the womb, it's linguistically related to mercy. Which is once again, I mean, it's amazing within Islam, all of the connections back to mercy. So Allah says, you are the womb, you are the rahim. And I am the most compassionate, Ar-Rahman. I derived your name from mine. Allah, God the Exalted says, I derived your name from mine. That it relates back to, to God's name of the most compassionate, the most merciful. And this hadith is narrated in Bukhari and Muslim, the most authenticated of, of narrations. So it shows us once again the importance and honor of family, of the womb of our mothers, of our siblings, of our parents, of our cousins, of our uncles and aunts, that it all comes back to the starting point from which we came into this world, which is the womb, and that it is a place of mercy, and it is derived from God's mercy. This brings us to the importance of being good to parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهِ your Lord has commanded that you should worship none but Him. 
and that you be kind to your parents. إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا If either or both of them reach old age, say no word that shows them impatience and do not be harsh with them, but speak to them respectfully. وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِ صَغِيرًا And lower your wing in humility towards them in kindness and say, My Lord, have mercy on them, just as they cared for me when I was little. This is a beautiful passage of the Qur'an. And it's amazing because, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when your parents reach old age, and there's sort of an implied meaning there, when parents get older, they oftentimes become a little bit harder to deal with. They become a little bit more set in their ways. And oftentimes as they get older, you get older too. So you become an adult. You become more independent. You have your own ideas and, and direction and thoughts about things in life. And it might not always be completely aligned with that of your parents. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, even if you're not agreeing, even if they frustrate you, that you have to show them respect and don't say any word of disrespect or frustration uh, towards them and show them that kind of mercy that they showed towards you when you were a baby. And it's really hard to appreciate your parents until you have children of your own and you see what they went through, sleepless nights, feeding all the time, changing diapers, that they care about your health and your well-being above their own, sometimes to a fault, sometimes to a fault, but that it's all from a place of, of love and mercy and compassion. And what's scary now is that, you know, as parents and elderly people get older, we just put them in, you know, uh, retirement homes or nursing homes where many, many of them are experiencing abuse and loneliness. And, you know, that's not something uh, within Islam. One of the principles of the sacred law is the preservation of family is the, the respect for elders. So this is something that we kind of need to revive in today's world. And in order to revive that, and in order to have this preservation of family, it requires a lot of love and mercy and sacrifice and patience. And, you know, dealing with them in that way is saying, oh Lord, have mercy on them, just like they used to care for me when I was, when I was a little, when I was a baby. And it's not always easy. And sometimes parents can frustrate us, but you have to recognize, this is the important thing, you have to recognize that this is your duty before Allah. This is your duty before God. And it uh, has great reward, but it also in, you know, has a great uh, threat if we're not fulfilling it properly. Uh, let's look here at these comprehensive qualities of the Prophet, and inshallah we'll end with this. It's a beautiful description of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And especially when we're seeing ugly and distorted representations of Islam, whether it's in the Paris attacks or in this San Bernardino shooting, you know, or, you know we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask God for peace and reconciliation and that these ugly representations of Islam are, are no longer prevalent and that we're able to clarify and we're able... Uh, to live in harmony uh, with our brothers and sisters of other faiths and in uh, society in general. Uh, 
that we have to highlight these kinds of uh, qualities of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and that we need to tell people who he was. You know, people are quoting Qur'an and Hadith and all this kind of stuff. Let's bring it back to who the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was. He said in a beautiful Hadith, My Lord enjoined upon me nine things. To be sincere in private and in public. To be, to be true, to be honest and sincere about who you are and what your intentions are in private and in public. So that means, you know, Muslims are not people who in private they act one way and in public they act another way, right? To be sincere in private and in public. To be just when content and when angry. To be fair even if you're angry at someone, that you have to be fair. To, uh, to be frugal, whether rich or poor. Not to be wasteful, not to destroy the environment, not to have a lot of things that you don't necessarily need. Meanwhile, people are hungry and they don't even have enough clothing and food to take care of their basic needs while other people are just accumulating and amassing more and more and more unnecessarily. So to be frugal, whether rich or poor. And he also said to pardon whoever wrongs me, to forgive whoever wrongs me. I mean, that's huge. That's not easy. But this is what the Prophet ﷺ taught, and this is what he lived. This was his example. To pardon whoever wrongs me. To maintain relations with those who sever them. In other words, if any family member says, you know what, I want nothing to do with you anymore. Or even friends. I want nothing to do with you. You and me, we're, we're done. Our relationship is over. You're dead to me. That... You, if someone says that to you, that you work harder to reconcile, to reach out and maintain that relationship, even if someone from the other side chooses to sever them. To give to those who withhold from giving to me. That's another really hard thing for the nafs, for the ego to accept. You know, we, we like to deal with people on, uh, uh, you know, a very reciprocal Basis, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. But if someone doesn't want to do you good, and then you do them good, that's huge. That is a big heart. That is someone who has refined character. right? So the Prophet said to give to those who withhold from giving to me. And he also said that my silence be reflection. My speech be remembrance. And my gaze, when I look at things, my gaze be a means of taking admonition, of reflecting upon the signs of God. And this hadith is uh, reported by Ibn al-Athir and Qurtubi. Beautiful hadith. If we implemented this comprehensive hadith and we lived it in our lives, it would solve so many of the world's problems. Relationships between people, the treatment of one another, violence, selfishness, greed, racism, all of these things we would solve it within ourselves and spread that goodness amongst others. It's a beautiful hadith and comprehensive. And I just wanted to end with that. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is based on this beautiful hadith in which the Prophet says, the one who maintains the bonds of family is one who restores the bonds when they are severed. That when someone cuts you off, and you try to restore and reconcile those bonds. So the call to action is that you reach out to a family member and give them a call. It might be someone who might not be really happy with you. 
I can think of a few people in my life, right? Just give them a call. Tell them that you love them. Forgive someone who wronged you. Be the first to reach out. But whatever it is that you decide to do, reach out to a family member and show them some love today. Show them some love today. Honestly, sometimes it's the most difficult to tell the people closest to us that we love them. But then the opportunity might leave us and we'll never forgive ourselves. So reach out to someone today and tell them that you love them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, for his enabling grace, in being representatives of beauty and goodness and mercy and maintaining these relationships that are pleasing to God and that restore the beauty and mercy within humanity. And inshallah, God willing, we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum At the doorstep to your abode I dismount From the ride I rode and dragged my guilty feet Alhamdulillah oh, The shoes come off as I knock the door Eyes downcast upon the floor Struggling to repeat Alhamdulillah 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 Alhamdulillah